0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Look at us, two Joes at the college football championship. Yeah,
1: low-hanging fruit, and you took advantage of it, and honestly, I applaud you. Go ahead. Two
0: Joes, one pod. Is that, is that where you thought I was going with that? City <laughs> <laughs> Boys reunion, come on, man. Sure, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm gonna ride with that one. Got some tequila out here. It's uh, it's a good mm-hmm. night. Friday night. Obviously, if you're listening to this or watching this, it's Saturday now. College football championship week or weekend. Mm-hmm. Got a lot to get to.
1: Yeah, a lot of action. It's it's fun being here and not having to travel too far. The environment that they've got going on here in the uh, the media availability, Audio Avenue, as it is. Audio
0: Avenue. It is. Yeah, called. you've heard me. Uh, you've heard it from me at Radio Row, but. First Audio time Avenue. at Audio Avenue.
1: What is? It, do you think there's a Broadcast
0: Boulevard out there? Do you think that's one of the the other?
1: How many? How many more can we rattle off? Let's not waste <laughs> our time. Wait, let's get to the sports happening. Oh, there's things to talk about. Let's get into sports it. Sports Media Street. <laughs> okay, that one was terrible. <laughs> was pretty bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh. Um. So look, obviously we're here for college football. Yep. But we've got to address an office video we made earlier today. Uh, every day. I believe at our Manhattan Beach studios, we make a social media video. We go around the room, ask a question of the day. And today's was with Black Monday and the NFL coming up, the Monday after the final day of the regular season. It was which coach is going to be the first one to be fired. And usually what's great about these videos is we hate someone's take, we disagree. We all agreed today. I think the first three of us that went, it was the trifecta, it's Cliff Kingsbury. Right, and I
1: jokingly was saying that you guys always like to razz me for whatever take that I have, and I usually
0: have the oddball one. And I, I was actually yeah, expecting, like saying Brock Bowers would be on your all-time college football team.
1: We're, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna waste our time on. No, no, that was not what the, what the. I know. It what was the pick a quarterback,
0: was. two offensive skill players, and a defensive player. Yeah,
1: no, I was trying to pick the the most difficult that to was cover nuts. and stop. That's not all time. You know, that was nuts. It's not nuts to pick a, the one of the best tight ends of all time in college football as one of your offensive weapons, because having a great tight end in college football, as we've seen from this Georgia team, what has gotten them this far, they have two of them with Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers. Having good tight ends makes your offense lethal. Now, right, I wanna...
0: and it's bailed out their very mediocre quarterback on numerous occasions. I, I, exactly. I know you don't like Stetson Bennett, but... I just think he sucks, and finishing fourth in the Heisman, like, he should have finished ninth. He shouldn't have been up there in the, in the first place. Blake Corum, Drake May... To be no All Drake, better. Drake May did not deserve Even to with be there. his bad last two games, statistically, Drake May and Caleb Williams through like nine games were neck and neck. Stetson got there
1: for being a part of the best team in the country. And yeah, I the understand. Best defensive team I understand I understand that reasoning, and he's actually been very good in certain games, but to consider him the best player in the country, I think not is unlikely. Close. Right. He's
0: not even the best quarterback in this upcoming game.
1: Getting back to the the Cliff Kingsbury right. thing, though that to me was was really it was obvious because for to be 4 and 12 at this point to finish the season the way that you're going to i understand you're dealing with an issue uh, an injury rather with kyler murray that is so hard to overcome your, your starting quarterback but the fact that he's made it this far he's been around for four seasons no positive results no super competitive teams they've made the playoffs
0: once i believe and they backed their way in last year they started the year what like 8 and 1 and they finished yeah. 11 and 6 and they got smoked in that in that in the, in the playoffs. Embarrassment.
1: Like Cliff Kingsbury being hired is a joke. And it was such a horrible decision by that organization, a desperate ploy to say, hey, we're gonna go and get the best offensive coach and we're gonna pair him with a really talented, fun quarterback that makes a lot of great, crazy plays who just won the Heisman. It was a desperate move to say, let's put up a ton of points and say F it to the defense. We don't need to play defense. And we see the results here. You need to be a well rounded coach and not a one sided linear approach like Cliff Kingsbury has had.
0: Do you know what Cliff Kingsbury's record was in college? He was the head coach at Texas Tech mm. for six years. Do you know what his record was? It was below 500, right? 35 and 40 at Texas Tech. I'm sorry, in what world does that qualify you to be an NFL head coach? Like, this was a joke before it even started, and it just shows you that the Arizona Cardinals are a complete dumpster fire of an organization. I mean, what they did, they completely... Gave Steve Wilkes the rawest deal out there, mm. making him a one and done, giving him Josh Rosen, who we, we all know Josh Rosen is no longer in the NFL from a top 10 pick to complete bustaroni. Uh-huh. Like Steve Wilkes, and he came out this year as an interim in Carolina and actually showed, oh, he can coach. I mean, that Panthers team was in the playoff picture until week 17 albeit the worst division in football, but still, like, he rallied those guys. They covered seven of their last nine games.
1: Right, it's a farce that Cliff was given four years to figure it out, and Steve Wilkes was given one season. Now, him working with Josh Rosen sucks, and to be dealt that hand, yeah. a, a guy who, total bozo, I, I know you saw him in the bathroom somewhere once. At, uh, uh oh. The Victorian. At the
0: Victorian, yeah, he, uh, like, walked up right to the urinal next to me, and I was like, oh, at first I was like, this dude's got a big nose, and then I was like, oh, it's Josh Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: uh you know uh but but the Josh Rosen point though um total bozo to be put in that situation I think Steve Wilkes deserves another opportunity let's not waste our time talking about Cliff Kingsbury who will probably be highly sought after as a college offensive coordinator not an offensive or an NFL one I don't think an NFL team should touch him because the lack of results that have been produced but a college team any college team if Bill O'Brien moves on, I'm picking
0: up the phone. I'm calling Cliff Kingsbury. I'm sure that there are. Is he going to go to the uh, rehab facility known as Nick Saban's University he of Alabama?
1: Absolutely, will go to. I proven results, one hundred percent of the time.
0: <laughs> exactly, I'm willing I mean, to. Stark O'Brien, like you name it, they go to Bama. They take a coordinator an assistant yeah. job, and they're they're back in the groove.
1: Well, every other role at this point has pretty much been filled. The Bobby Petrino to Texas A&M thing was kind of the last domino to fall and i would argue that would have been a really nice fit for him to to step right in and it's a situation perfect for jimbo because he hired bobby petrino to be uh his scapegoat and to be his last right. ditch boy <laughs> and so you bring in cliff kingsbury takes a little negative attention off you because then everyone's like oh my god can cliff figure it out and then when you're done with your last season it's a last ditch effort it's a desperate move and then maybe you get a little bit of film if you're if you're kingsbury but i don't see any opportunities for cliff right now he maybe. Goes in the booth, because he's got the looks for it.
0: Oh, well, I'll take that as a compliment, because you told me earlier today that I look like Cliff Kingsbury. But the... the you, I you, can, said, you can say why, this is an unfiltered show.
1: I said that you remind me of Cliff Kingsbury because you both give off that F-boy vibe. You could say
0: fuck boy. It's Okay. You could say that on Sorallo Sports Talk. Tell the people what you called me. me. (laughs) We're not syndicated anymore, so we're we're able to say that. Exactly, there you go. My my thing, last point on Kingsbury. It's like, for the Arizona Cardinals, you hired a guy who was 35 and 40 in six years as a head coach. Only went to three bowl games in six years, meaning only three seasons where he was 500 or better. I think two of the bowl games he went to, he was 500. Um, Defensively. If you're a head coach in the National Football League, maybe this doesn't apply to college football, Mm -hmm. but if you're a head coach in the National Football League, you need to be competent on both sides of the ball. Yes, there are coaches who are specialists, right? You've got Brian Dayball with the Giants. He's an offensive genius, but he knows how to coach defense. You look at Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. Guy was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay. Now, look, I had my thoughts on Nathaniel Hackett coming into the year. I said you or I could be the OC with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and look good. Hackett showed us that it really was Rodgers and Adams, that he had nothing to do with it because he went to Denver and mm-hmm. completely failed and fell on his face. But that that can fly in college. That can't fly in the NFL. Kingsbury, when he was at Texas Tech, their defenses never finished higher than 87th out of about 130. Mm-hmm. That's abysmal. That's awful. In six years, to never have a defense finish as, uh, higher than 87th in terms of scoring D, and at some points as low as 128, like you're talking bottom five, that's an embarrassment. Also, never had a winning record in Big 12 play. That's a problem. That is a problem. To make that guy an NFL coach? Yeah. makes no sense.
1: It's ridiculous, and the fact that he was given the opportunity is, is again, it's a farce that he was given this position as a head coach in the NFL with no successful track record. And, look, Cliff is a fantastic and very talented offensive mind and has shown a, a prowess to be a high-flying offense, to produce a high-flying offense. He's capable of doing it, and that's why I think his future – is going to be as an offensive coordinator. Someone stupidly will give him an opportunity as a college football head coach because if his, if his agent is smart, and I don't know who his agent is, they're going to be saying he was just in the NFL, he is coached at multiple college locations, he was at Texas Tech, he's got the background for it. A group of five schools certainly will give him the opportunity. But I think if he really he'll, wants he'll do to... Better than, he'll do better than a group of five school. I would be stunned if a Power 5 program gave him the keys. He was at a, a, a C-level Power 5 team in, in one Fair. of the worst Power 5 conferences at one of the worst programs in one of those conferences, <laughs> yeah. and he couldn't succeed. I think if somebody gives him an opportunity, it would be like an American team. Uh, It would be like a Mountain West team, something along those lines. I think that's a little risky. Again, I don't know who his agent is, If it's if it's Sexton. Jimmy Sexton is definitely getting him a good job. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I, I just think
0: you got to go the OC route and just, you know, produce. Because he also, he failed on offense. You know, yeah. I always say, right, like a head coach or an offensive coordinator is only as good as their ability to make do with what they've got. Right now, my biggest thing, and we're both Giants fans, so this yeah. will make sense. Under previous regimes, Pat Shermer, Joe Judge, my biggest critique was always, why are they trying to make Daniel Jones, Eli Manning 2.0? He's not. He's not a pocket passer. He's mobile. Maybe the third most mobile quarterback in the NFL behind Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. Why are they trying to make him Eli all over again? All of a sudden, hmm. insert Brian Dayball, Jones is running the ball more than any other quarterback Cam not Newton. named Justin Fields. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What's Cam Newton like? He was like, what, 6'6", 250? I don't well, know about that. Cam Newton had a better
1: arm, but I think that his usage is actually kind of similar. And in certain ways, like Josh Allen was I oh, look compared- at you. You're a gentleman. Well, yeah, for some reason you're holding a drink. I don't know why
0: you're doing (laughs) Open bar at College Um, Football Audio Avenue. I mean, by the way, you were, like, questioning why I tipped the bartender. That's pretty messed up. No no, an, no, 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 no! Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait, wait! Tipping the bartender wasn't my issue. You're like, I gave him a tip because he's gonna hook me up, and my argument was, it's an open bar. Well, look at this poor. Do? Look we're... at this. He hooked me up. You could have gone for a second one though. My, my I don't have I... time for that. I got to do a show with you right now. It's, it's not like we're at a crowded. It's my act of charity for I the am... day,
0: doing a show with you.
1: I understand a bit. I'm on your
0: show. Who's <laughs> <laughs> doing charity? Congrats! You just followed up Austin Eckler as a guest on Ceralo's. Where else are you going to follow up? Austin Eckler on someone's uh,
1: that's, a, that's a good point but like, <laughs> my point on the bartender thing it's not like we're at a crowded club where I get the big tip thing at a crowded club because you do that he sees you and like oh that guy gave me a good tip I'm gonna give him his order ahead of these right. ass hats that are being obnoxious there's no line. There's not that many people you know, I, here.
0: I, I didn't have time to go uh, back for another drink, and he, he gave me a good I pour. I know, I know. He I gave know. me a good pour. All right, that's enough about Cliff Kingsbury. This isn't the Cliff Kingsbury show. Uh, But a couple other coaching vacancies. You have to imagine Jeff Sad. Ooh, that would be a good question. Which hire is a bigger joke, Jeff Saturday or Cliff Kingsbury? Jeff, Jeff Saturday. It's got to yes, be Saturday. Jeff Saturday. Right? Like At least Kingsbury was a head coach. Yeah. He I, wasn't a good one at Texas Tech, but he
1: was one. But I... I compare the Saturday thing, and I was annoyed by it and very angry at that decision because of the disrespect that it had towards the rest of the Colts coaching staff. But like at the same time, I don't hate it now seeing some of these other college programs do this where like you get throw Drew Brees in there. It, it produces... Disastrous results, disastrous, terrible. Like ten result. out of
0: ten times. But it's fun.
1: It's like who cares? You're not playing it's for anything. It's fun for us. I don't. Is it yeah. fun for them? Is
0: it fun for Purdue uh, that now they have to deal with like because Drew Brees is associated with a sports book that they have to deal with like that? Well, it's okay. a headache.
1: That's a separate issue. But like if you're a, if you're a player on that team, it's like oh cool. Yeah. Like we're we're it's a play a former player who's recently removed for the college level. It's not that recently removed, but right. it's like hey, let's just see how things go. Practice will be fun. And it'll be
0: a fun environment. That's probably why they got waxed, because they weren't really prepared for the games. Oh, my God. LSU was up, what, 35-0 at the half? No, not, not a, Six, no. it was 63-7 the final that yeah, game? Something like that. And I stayed away, because I was like, ah, 15.5 points. I like it, but it's a lot. I wish I took that bet. I wish I took that bet. Ah, oh, better than my USC minus 2.5 lock of the century. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of college football, and like we're going to loop this in with the Kingsbury thing, a lot of, lot of vacancies. You're going to have the Colts, the Cardinals. Panthers are interesting because Steve Wilkes, mm. Steve Wilkes got results. But the two teams playing in this game, Georgia TCU, TCU might have bounced Jim Harbaugh. That might have been Jim Harbaugh's last game at Michigan. What do you think about Harbaugh? Is he done at Michigan after back-to-back mm. Big Ten titles, back-to-back uh, college football playoff semifinal losses, back-to-back wins over Ohio State? Is Harbaugh done at Michigan? And what would be the best fit for him in the NFL with all these vacancies? Denver? team I had mentioned, we mentioned Hackett earlier, like another vacancy. Mm -hmm. Where could Harbaugh end up? Right. I I absolutely think that that was his last game at Michigan. And it's not because
1: he didn't produce enough results and it's like, okay, we need to move on. It's it's because I think from Jim's perspective, I think he's starting to realize this is the farthest I can take it. Unless you're funding me the way that these SEC programs are being funded with NIL money. It's also really difficult at a program like Michigan. It's a really high academic school. It's not at the same level as a Notre Dame or Stanford in terms of difficulties of getting players into school through admissions, but it's still hard to get kids in. It's not an easy You wouldn't
0: say it's comparable to Notre Dame. I know Stanford in, makes it really in, hard. I'm talking I, I specifically like Notre Dame for will, players. I feel like Notre Dame will budge a little bit if the players that good. They they don't.
1: Notoriously Notre really? Dame until the Marcus Freeman era actually uh, they've been giving a little bit more leeway, but it is notoriously I, I read Lou Holtz's book and Lou Holtz was talking about how uh Tony Rice who who was one of the greatest quarterbacks in Notre Dame history he almost didn't get in he he Jeez. gave Tony Rice a scholarship promised him a scholarship and then went to admission and said like hey we need to get this kid in they're like what the hell are you doing like his <laughs> he had like a <laughs> three people he, like that like, right, it's a sports school it's a football school. the Come kid on. had like a 395 at like a, at a really good high school and the the whole administration threw a fit but they ended up getting him in and they were able to work it out but regardless I think Jim is starting to realize those hurdles as a coach at Michigan, and I think that now in the era of NIL, it is a mess. It is an absolute mess. Move on to the NFL. He was so successful. He wants to get back to that
0: achievement. He was great. The only, the only hurdle I could see is that Harbaugh always wanted full autonomy, full control. He wants to be Bill Belichick and in college you have that it's why college coaches make more than nfl coaches because in college Mm -hmm. you're the coach you're the gm you are everything in between and in the nfl you know the nfl to me it's easier to be an nfl coach than a college coach and it's not even close like you actually have off time you can actually go on vacation with your family true um so like for harbaugh if he comes back looking for full control caroline is already Come out and said like they're not going to do that. Matt Rule had too much control in Carolina. They're not going to make that mistake twice. So you can cross that off if they part ways with Wilkes because that's that's a destination some people were looking at Harbaugh to go to. I think Denver's the spot. See, i
1: I don't think that he wants to deal with that situation. I see it as Jim Irsay is a nut, and I think that he that was my number two former Colts player, and he's I think he's in the Ring of Honor or something like that. Jim Mersey's a nut. One good conversation with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. You want the keys to everything, Jim? Absolutely. <laughs> Where, you, 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 go ahead, because I'm sure that he's probably at, at, at his, uh, you know, his craziness ends uh, that he's so frustrated that he wants a, a good team. I'm sure he'd give full control
0: to Jim Harbaugh. You know, I, I think that might be more realistic. To me, if, I, if I'm Harbaugh, like, obviously, yes, he played for the Colts. He might have more control there than Elway would relinquish in uh, in Denver. But that roster, like if I'm Harbaugh, I'm looking at that Denver roster going, I can make them a winner tomorrow. I mean, that was a mm. team, like how many people had them as their Super Bowl pick preseason? Now, I was right on that. I said last place. I said they'd go 8-9 and nine and finish in last place because I was like way too high on the Raiders. Um, but I was right. They are a last place team, yeah. even though 4-12, and 8-9, big difference there. <laughs> but like that roster was projected to be a Super Bowl competitor coming into the season. And I think Harbaugh might look at that Denver roster and go, I'll get Russ right, I'll get the defenses there. I mean, the defense has had some incredible games. My, they my, beat San Fran, don't forget. One of their four wins is 11-10 over San Fran. Pre-McCaffrey, but still. My
1: problems, though, with any coach, it's going to be the least desirable job on the market because your cap situation's now dependent brutal. on Russell Wilson. You have no draft picks, and right. you're supposed to resurrect a team that still has a bunch of holes. You've got no money and no picks to fix them. That is a... Go to take the job, get fired, and then they're going to hire somebody else. I don't think that that is a sustainable long-term option
0: for most head coaches. But you don't think with like some game management that they could have been in a win-now position this year? I mean, like, opening night, for example. But you they start just one of their best I mean, but defensive
1: players. So, like, one of their best they have players.
0: talent. they have talent on both sides of the ball. Don't forget, they have probably behind Buffalo maybe the best duo of safeties in the National Football League in Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. Yeah. They've got Pat Sertain back there. Like, they have a really good secondary. I know that they traded away Chubb. They still have a pretty good pass rush in front seven. Uh, I mean, their wideouts, like, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, even K.J. Hamler. I mean, there's talent. Javante Williams, when he comes back from injury, like... Their biggest problem all year was game management. And if you replace Hackett with Jim Harbaugh, hey, all of a sudden, maybe there's a conversation worth having.
1: Well, maybe you can convince Jim, but I I, I don't know. I think that if you're going to want to be a head coach, Mm -hmm. I think Indianapolis makes the most sense out of any position because you're starting from scratch. You've got some good pieces. You've got a buildable offensive line with Quentin Nelson, who's very talented. I would want to start from scratch rather than
0: picking up on somebody else's mess. Maybe, maybe. And maybe his relationships there will make it happen. All right, week 18 in the NFL this weekend. Who gets the seven seed in each conference? I mean, most of the playoff picture is pretty set. There's some seeding questions, but who gets the seven seed? It's wide open in both. Who's in competition for them off the top of your head? I'm blanking. Dolphins, Patriots, Steelers, Jaguars have an outside path. If they lose against Tennessee on Saturday night, if the Steelers, Dolphins, and Pats all lose, Jacksonville would be an 8-9-7 seed. Otherwise, they win. The winner of the Jacksonville-Tennessee game is the 4 seed. Um, but, yeah, it's probably between the Steelers, Dolphins, and Pats. I'm going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers go from 2-6 and six to 9-8 and eight in the 7 well, seed. Well, because they're
1: playing the Browns this weekend, They're right? playing
0: the Browns. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. I mean, I'm going to get to this when we do my Sorallo pick 6, which, obviously, I want you to stick around for the best bets of the week. But, oh, like, goody. the Pittsburgh Steelers... <laughs> It's an honor. Right? <laughs> treat, treat it as such. <laughs> Treated as such. Uh-huh. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it, it's I would say it's ridiculous. It's more like it's miraculous. Two and six to you know, staring down nine and eight and the playoffs again. Now, do we need Pittsburgh in the playoffs? No. I love Mike Tomlin. I would say Mike Tomlin's probably the best coach in the NFL. But if they go to the playoffs, they're gonna get blown out to whether it's Kansas City, Buffalo, mm-hmm. or Cincinnati.
1: I, I think circumstantially, based on where these tiebreakers lie, I
0: do believe that it sounds like the Steelers are in the best position dolphins play the jets they should win that game if they win they're in they get in over pittsburgh because they beat them earlier in the year but who's playing a quarterback is it skylar right, Thompson? Uh, is it mike glennon do you remember mike glennon yeah do you i the, heard the, uh, yeah, the second uh, and 11 QB. Oh the giraffe uh mike glennon stinks by the way but joe judge was who was the worst giants head coach since coughlin and i that, think joe judge takes the cake like the first year i was so inspired I was ready to run through a brick wall for Jerry. But Judge. you peel they back win that all win the streak in you, second half.
1: I knew as a as a, a college former college player that that was a bunch of BS. That was the most barnyard ass <laughs> team that <laughs> I have. I knew you were going to sneak that <laughs> word in I, there. I, but it it was so gimmicky, and no player likes the gimmick BS. So I didn't. But right. with, but going back to the Dolphins thing, that quarterback issue.
0: Salah's going to win that football game. Absolutely. I think but the Jets the win- have a, maybe a, the only right now, the Jets might be the only team with a worse quarterback situation than Miami. Uh, was is Mike White unavailable? I don't know. He it just came out like today that he played last week with five broken ribs against Seattle. So <laughs> is he available? I don't know. If it's Zach Wilson, uh, give me the Dolphins with you or me at quarterback. Mm. Like, it's tough.
1: That's I, such a horrible situation that the, the seven seed comes down to
0: that game might be like nine a slappy
1: fest between two nothing quarterbacks from the Jets and the Dolphins. I mean, I
0: kind of hope that. Well, first off, I hope Pittsburgh wins because Deshaun Watson. Ugh, and also, like, I want Mike Tomlin's you know consecutive seasons without a losing record streak to continue. This mm-hmm. would be what sixteen straight. It's ridiculous. So I want them to win, but for the sake of entertainment. I'd rather see Miami beat the Jets and then hopefully Tua is healthy for the playoffs. I mean, come on, you got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle in a playoff game. Like for the sake of entertainment, I want Miami to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely they they can actually challenge some teams, but I don't know how long the timetable for Tua to come back with the concussion issues. So we may not yeah, even get to see bad. him. I would much rather watch Kenny Pickett slug his way. In, A fourth quarter in, comeback? Well, no. Bumble <laughs> is way onto the field and uh, probably gets smoked by the Chiefs than right. to watch Skylar Thompson
0: dick around on the field. What about the NFC? So, NFC, mm-hmm. Seattle, they win and they're in. They play the Rams right here in L.A. Yep. They win and they're in. Uh, or they lose. No, I'm sorry. It's not winning in. Green Bay is the winning in. Yes. So, if Green Bay wins, they're in. If Detroit wins and Seattle wins, Seattle is in. If Seattle loses, then Detroit Green Bay becomes a winner in. Him. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Baker Mayfield goes off in week 18 and the Detroit Lions make the playoffs. Look, I'm rooting for that, man. I am absolutely rooting for a
1: Detroit Lions victory and for them to make the playoffs. I don't think anyone loves Dan Campbell more than I do. He, oh, I, I, he, I love I, Dan I'm Campbell. obsessed with Dan, Dan Campbell. But at the same time, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. I hate Aaron Rodgers so much. He's still dinks he's a horrible person he's just <laughs> the worst guy in every room a, a, a total d-bag
0: and i love but, it i love that the, you're saying everything i but, want to say <laughs> but the
1: reality is is aaron Rodgers, as bad as that receiving core is and as horrible as they are in moving the ball down the field they're they're probably gonna win that game he's in a they're probably is, gonna
0: go into the playoffs
1: he has notoriously willed his way into situations that he probably shouldn't have. Yeah. And it, he has done that for the rest of the season. We've kind of quietly watched them sneak their way up, and they did it. They they put themselves in a position to now make the playoffs, and he, he of all people, is the one who's going to close it.
0: I'll tell you what, if a freak thing happens where the Eagles lose, Dallas loses, uh, San Fran gets the one seed, if Green Bay gets the seven seed and has to go to either Philly or Dallas, especially Dallas, but either or, Green Bay is going to beat him in the 7-2 game. Oh, absolutely.
1: They can't beat San uh, Fran. Yeah. They
0: never can, never will. Cannot beat the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan just owns the floor. They're going to get him at one point. No. Dude, last year was the point. Last year was the point. That was what I said last year in the playoffs. Green well, Bay that the was one a long season. snapper issue. It we, was in... Yeah. Uh, you, oh, like, you, I you don't the, like that long snapper, right? Is that the guy that you don't like? The Green Bay long snapper? Is well, yeah, but, it? but, but <laughs> let's not get in, let's not
1: get into that. But the <laughs> um the... But, but
0: st- uh, there's still a possibility that they could pull that they off. They can't beat San Fran. They can't. The Niners are the most gonna physical team right now. They're going to get them at some, right some point. But that's no. in San Francisco. There's better weather. You never know. In San Francisco, mm-hmm. give them less of a chance. Like The time to do it was last year in Lambeau as the one seed. A week off, an extra week of preparation. Last year was the time to do it. If it didn't happen last year, it'll never happen. Shanahan owns LaFleur and Rodgers. It's just that simple. I mean, come on, man. They beat him twice the year that the Niners went to the Super Bowl and lost to Kansas Mm -hmm. City. Shellacked him both times. I figured after the regular season loss, Green Bay would come back and win in the playoffs. Jimmy G went six of eight passing, and Green Bay won by like three scores in that playoff game, in that NFC championship game. It's just like f- four straight games that Sam Fran's embarrassed. Screened. They're,
1: they're going to get at some point
0: that it has to, that something has to, to, to fall in place never. at some point. It's never going to happen. But I think that they go to Philly. I think that they go to Dallas. They beat Dallas already. They lost at Philly. I think they would beat either of them in that 7-2 game because they are so hot. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants, by the way, 6-3 as long as things hold and the Giants get Minneapolis, uh, not Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, the, Giants I, are winning.
1: I always say this, that it is so hard to beat a good team twice in one season so now there was a close win they know what they need to do to win that game the
0: second time that they play i have a ton of faith in the giants it was a it was a fluky law i mean come on a 61 yarder in overtime it it wasn't just a close game it was a fluky game it was a franchise record field goal right and and, you know i drew comparisons and and i gotta say like if you want to fact check me on this you can call my dad because i said it to him on the phone going into that giants vikings game i had the giants plus four and a half and i said you know i said As long as we beat the Colts and we lock up that sixth seed, I hope we lose a close one to Minnesota because that whole situation, and and I said you know, Minnesota would have to lose one of their last two, which Mm -hmm. my lock of the week last week was Green Bay minus three. (laughs) That paid off. Minnesota, Vegas knows when the Vikings are underdogs, this year they've been underdogs five times. They are one and four straight up, and their four losses have all been blowouts. Wow. Yeah. They were uh, underdogs against Detroit. Everyone, how can they be underdogs against Detroit? Lions blew them out. Underdogs against Dallas. How can they be underdogs against Dallas? Dallas blew them out. Whenever Vegas makes the Vikings underdogs, they they know something about this team, and they are one and four straight up when they have been underdogs this year. And they're all like plus two, plus three, plus one and a half. They're all close. Yeah. They're all close. They're practically pick'ems, and the Vikings get destroyed. So with the Giants game, I turned to my father and I said the best thing for the Giants would be lose to Minnesota in a tight game, a field goal game, by the way, Minnesota, five wins this year by exactly a field goal. Most in the NFL. Five wins by mm. three points. Lose a game by three to Minnesota. Get them in that six in that three versus six seed game, and the Giants will beat them. Just like in 07, Week 18, the Giants lost to the Patriots, 38-35. And I said if they play them again, they will beat them, and they beat them in the Super Bowl. No, this they're, this mm. Giants team is not going to win a Super Bowl, but they they could beat. Them in, uh, they can't beat San Fran. You're probably right. I'm being over. They optimistic. can't beat San Fran. I'm absolutely being overly optimistic, but.
1: You're 100% correct. It's I a think. fun
0: team, though, and they w- can and will beat Minnesota in the playoffs. But I think that's that's the perfect segue yep. for for the Sorallo pick six, for some best bets. Now, no, how do you want to do pick. this? Do you want to— I don't have any bets prepared, so what— So what do you want to react gonna... to my bets and tell me if you agree or me, disagree? Just Love give me or your bet. All right, get, fine. Let's do it that way. First bet. I'm doing both Saturday games. Vegas plus 9.5 against Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game, but— They're 0-5 against the spread against AFC West opponents. They're the only team in football that has yet to cover a divisional game this year. Patrick Mahomes, nine games against the Raiders in his career. He's 8-1 straight up, but just 5-4 against the spread. Jarrett Stidham is going to keep the Raiders in this game. They hate the Chiefs. They've lost eight of their last nine against them. They're going to try to play spoiler. They won't but it'll be a closer game than you expect. Chiefs by seven. Give me the Raiders plus nine and a half.
1: I sadly don't hate that because it's just such a big line. So I'll you, that you want to I hate
0: it. You want, I want to hate it, but I don't know who's sitting for the chiefs. So I'm not, well, I, chiefs win and They're the one seed. They're right. playing a win. They're playing a win. But if they go up 14 late in the game, they might take some starters out and let the Raiders lose by seven. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that pick Jags minus six and a half Saturday night football. Losers go against streaks. Winners Ooh, go with them. Little Brandon Lang uh, uh, quote right there. The Tennessee Titans, after starting the year seven and three straight up and eight and two against the spread, the Tennessee Titans have lost and failed to cover six straight games. The Jacksonville Jaguars have won and covered four straight. The Jacksonville Jaguars are eight and eight. Every game that they've won, they've covered. Every game that they've lost, they haven't covered. They're also four and two against the spread in true home games. It's in Duval, Jags. Minus six and a half. I love you, Mike Vrabel. Your team has fallen apart. That line,
1: Josh so, quarterback. That line so clearly has shifted because everyone is using that information that you just provided. I think that's that's too big of a line. You
0: are telling me that's not insider info? I'm not inside Trader Joe. Come on.
1: Well, but my point is that I think I think so many people did all that research and have all that information that that line shifted to minus six. It opened six. to minus six. It's now six it, and a half.
0: It only shifted a half point. Really? Yeah. I still think it's too big. Jags are beating teams by like 14, 21. They already they beat want Tennessee by 14. Take, they don't want
1: people to take that line so bad.
0: They do. They do. But I just don't think Tennessee can do it with Josh Dobbs. I, I picked Tennessee plus 12 and a half last week is against Eric Dallas. Is Henry playing?
1: Is there an... Is it a,
0: Yeah, it's a win and in. Henry's playing. He, he, uh, I, don't, I don't... I'm don't. i sorry. I don't have... Faith. Jags minus six and a half. Bills minus seven. Some Sunday action here. Look, I think the DeMar Hamlin thing, now that he's awake, he's FaceTiming his teammates. He's, you know flexing making muscles on FaceTime writing did we win I think this team is going to be so inspired they've also including the playoff game last year won five out of six against the Pats they've covered four out of six against the Pats all five of those wins in their last six games against New England have come by an average of 17.6 points per game Seven-point favorites here. New England's in a win-and-in scenario right here. I think Buffalo wins this game. I think they blow New England out of the water. As disappointing as Buffalo's been Mm -hmm. in terms of letting bad teams keep it close and playing down to their competition this year, they always get up for New England because they endured two decades of getting their asses kicked by the Patriots. Give me Buffalo. Minus seven. Uh, I'm a fan of that
1: logic. Uh, I think that I know that it's not the best reasoning that everyone wants to hear, but Having played football and being around bad circumstances, tragedy does rally a team. And, and, and Emotions really, rally a team it, in football it, ex- more than any other sport. Exactly. And this is a very close-knit, well-coached group. And you can tell that everyone fights for each other. And I absolutely think that this is a game where they're saying, you know what? We didn't get to play that last game. And everything's kind of up in the air with the seating. We need to come out swinging. We need to finish strong. and We need to finish the season strong. We're not going to coast our way in. I, I absolutely agree with that pick. I like that one.
0: You ready for the lock of the week? What's the lock of the week? Steelers minus two and a half, baby. It's a three unit lock of the week. 18 straight regular season wins at home against the Cleveland Browns. They lost the playoff game, but 18 straight regular season wins at home against Cleveland. They are 12 and six against the spread mm. in those last 18. They are 9, 6, and 1 against the number this season. They have gone from two and 6 to eight and 8. The Pittsburgh Steelers minus two and a half against Cleveland. Lock of the week. Here's my only pushback on that. Do we, are we
1: do we have enough faith that the Ste- like the Steelers barely beat the Raiders. Mike well?
0: Tomlin's not going to have a losing record and the no, Ra- no, no no no
1: I think that they're going to win but the like, Raiders are better than the Browns. My point is that for them to win games, it's like like they're barely winning games. They're barely winning games. They were if minus they're going to two
0: win- against the Raiders,
1: they won by 3. If,
0: if, <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know, man. It's I know that two Two points isn't a lot, but two points for the Steelers is a lot, is a know, lot of points for them. Steelers, score.
0: Are, the Steelers are the type of team to finish like 16-14. Like, Minus two and two and a half could be a two point it's win. Like, I get that. It's Dude, like pulling teeth watching them try to move the ball on offense. Mike Tomlin is not going to. He's not going to start two and six, get his team to eight and eight, and finish with a losing record. It's not going to happen. They're going to win. They're going to. They're going to cover the two and a half. Lock of the week. By the way, you know what my lock. Uh, lock of the week picks are this year. Eight and one. I've given out nine. Aww. Eight and one on the three-unit lock of the week. You could be a millionaire. Dude, <laughs> my picks this year are like 500, but the lock of the week, that's why my units are up. Mm. Uh, pick number five. I was wrestling with this one a little bit.
1: How many picks? Oh, you have six picks. Six I'm a Six picks dumbass. plus the extra point. <laughs> So, so pick- there's seven picks. It's not really a pick six. Well, the
0: extra point, it's... Are you new to the show? Damn, it's the money line. I have
1: never it's- listened to this show once.
0: <laughs> 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 the extra p- and you've been on an episode. The extra point is my It's my money line dog of the week. It's like a long shot. It doesn't factor into my pick six record. Um, well, I'm just giving you shit about no, it. I feel I bad know. for saying that. No, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> pick number five. I was wrestling with this one. It is the Giants plus 14. Against the Eagles, I don't know the Eagles' QB situation. Jalen Hurts is not 100. Like I mean, the Eagles beat us by 30 at MetLife, but I know they're saying like, oh, the Giants are probably going to rest guys. That hasn't been totally confirmed. Giants in 2007 when they went on that Super Bowl run, Tom Coughlin could have rested the guys against New England. He didn't. Their seeding was was already determined. They were the five seed. Coughlin played the guys, and it paid off. I think Dayball. My, I mean, he's when it comes to like preaching toughness and whatnot, closest thing to Coughlin they've had since. I think Dayball might play the guys longer than people think, and the Giants might just hang around against Philly. Right, and uh,
1: it does sound like Dayball is going to sit some players. Um, I, I think circumstantially here, fourteen points is a lot, and it's off of that assumption of what happened the last time that they played. It was a, it was a blowout. It was and the re- Giants
0: are pissed about that. In right, my opinion,
1: they're they're probably pissed about that game. I think that that number is just really big. And even if Brian Dayball does sit some of his starters, they're going to be pissed off about that last time that they played. And on, on top of that, the Eagles right now, I don't, I'm assuming Jalen Hurts is still unavailable. Yeah. I mean, they've been I, really bad under Gardner Minshew, and they're on a little bit of a slide right now with Gardner Minshew leading that team. 14 points is a
0: massive number to cover.
1: Massive number to cover. And the I don't Giants, know. by
0: the way, 9 and 2 against the spread is dogs.
1: Also, Kenny Galladay is gonna have the game of his life because he needs 76 catches to, to get his <laughs> bonus. He, money. <laughs> he's, uh, he's gonna have the biggest game oh of his my career. God, you can't make it 76 up. catches in one game. Book it right now. What's the over under on receptions? <laughs> oh, it's gotta be
0: well, Galladay. It's,
1: it's half, 74 for reception.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's probably gone under in 13 games mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that signing is thanks a lot, Gettleman. That was he, Gettleman's last F U to the Giants. He team, might be left. the worst highest paid receiver ever. Might be? He yeah, is. It's a lock. That's the Soralo lock of the week, <sighs> Kenny Holiday, worst highest paid receiver on any NFL team. Garbage. Ever. You ready for the uh, sixth pick of the pick six? Dish Sunday it. Night Football. Give me the Lions plus five. We're biting kneecaps and covering lines mm. in Lambeau Field, baby.
1: Even if Green Bay, actually, I don't mind that. I don't mind that
0: plus one. The points. So here's the A thing: Green Bay's still going to win. I'm almost more confident in the Lions if Seattle wins. If the Lions are eliminated. I'm almost more confident that Dan Campbell is going to give the most electric pregame speech of all time and spoil the Packers' season. I'm just taking the five. I'm not Uh, taking the money line. I'm not a crazy man over here. I hate the the take you just gave, but I agree with the five points. I think that they can at the very least. I think if the Lions are eliminated that they're going to go in there and they're going to be like, let's give them hell. Absolutely. That's the the Dan Campbell energy right there. And if they're not eliminated, first one in six team to start the year to make playoffs ever. And they're gonna that be great be next wild. year. Wild! I love the Lions. They're I want to adopt the Lions. Like, <laughs> I just, I, like as my like. I mean, I love the Giants, and the Giants have been a hell of a story this year. Mm-hmm. But like, the Lions are just like the Giants play the Lions, and a little part of me was like, how do I like get mad at these guys for whooping our asses right now? They're so damn lovable. Dan Campbell, so damn lovable. Totally, hundred percent. I mean, not cute, but lovable. Yeah, they're fun. They're yeah.
1: fun. They're different. They're hard nosed. They're aggressive. Different's the key word there.
0: Different. Dan Campbell's definitely different. Yes. MCDC, biting kneecaps. (laughs) Uh, Extra point, Moneyline Dog of the Week. Chargers, Moneyline, plus 145. They're three and a half point dogs at Denver. The Chargers, goofy. The Chargers.
1: uh, So we we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Actually, I'm
0: cutting you off. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Are they, they're locked into their playoffs. They're not. That's the thing. The Chargers are not. Now look, they are likely going to be the five seed. If the Chargers lose... And the Lamar Jackson lists Ravens win against Cincinnati. The Ravens get the five. Chargers drop to the six. Now, are the Ravens, with Tyler Huntley, a quarterback, going to beat Cincinnati? No. They're absolutely not. So, yes, the Chargers, if there's a tie, they have the five seeds. So, the Chargers more than likely can lose this game and retain the five seed. But, games are being played at the same time because it's week 18. One o'clock games, meaning an 11.25 start local time in Denver. Mm. Kind of wild. I think the Chargers are at least through three quarters going to play this with some urgency until maybe they start scoreboard watching and see, oh, Cincinnati's up 27-6. Yeah, we can pull our guys. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I don't think Russ Wilson's playing. Is is he playing in Denver? I, I mean, no, that's and Wilson, like, it, it's been, I, who knows? I mean, at this point, why would Russ even play? They're 4-12. and 12. Like... Yeah, I, I think the Chargers are going to go there, and you can get almost plus one hundred and fifty value. Makes them my extra point, my uh, money line dog of the week.
1: I think that one's a home run. But the thing that gets really spicy there is who is who are the Chargers going to sit?
0: I, I feel like Brandon
1: Staley is one of those guys who's very analytical and probably like, oh, we need to save our, our guy's legs for next week, and he might he might step into that situation a little bit careful. <sighs>
0: Maybe. I mean, look, the, o- the only way I could see the Chargers not winning this game is if they have a lead, like through a half or through three quarters. They scoreboard watch, see that Baltimore's down big, and then pull their guys and Denver comes back. That's well, the only way I see this one biting me. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That does it. Episode 92. 92 of Serralo Sports Who's Scott. coming on episode 100? Uh, it's got to be someone good. OJ Simpson. I was thinking Obama, but okay. OJ would be cooler. <laughs> we'll see you next week or tomorrow wait we'll see you tomorrow a new episode tomorrow every day this weekend
1: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube